I just want to speak a few minutes this morning on mothers, and if I don't finish it, I may finish it tonight, or I may save it for next year, or build it on, or preach it on Father's Day. Have your mother, yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to share scripture with you, and I just want you to listen as I share it with you. This is out of the NIV. Proverbs 14.1, if you're taking notes, but you don't have to turn there. Proverbs 14.1. The wise woman, and how many of everybody, every woman here is wise. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. And as I, I was praying over what to share over Mother's Day, and the Lord always gives me something new. My eyes fell on that word build, and I thought, you know, Jesus came as a carpenter. The Holy Spirit is called the builder up. And the word says that a wife builds. And I started thinking, and you look up that word, and the word architect is into that word mother. And I started looking up some architect words, and do you know that when you look up the word architect in the dictionary, it gives you the name parenting? That a parent... Our mother is an architect. And here you are thinking you're just a little housewife. But the Bible says that you are a builder. And that's what we want to look at this morning. And uh, I just got some words here. The word a build means to repair. How many of you ever, women, mothers ever had to repair something? Repair. Restore. Refinish. To cover. And you think of a mother who's a covering and you know, you can. Ha- how many of you ever grew up and you had a dog? And that, that little dog, that female dog, was just the sweetest, kindest thing. Just lick you on the face and just let you do anything you want to to her. But let her have some puppies. And those puppies are getting their milk. And you go to try to grab one of them puppies. And that dog that you know loves you, I show you some teeth and sure enough growl at you. Why? Because a mother covers you. It's also the words establish, to set. To expand, to remodel, to remove, to create, to mend, to produce, to design. It means craftsman. It means to revive. And it means to rehabilitate. All of those words come from the words architect. And how many of you know that um, when you go to a big city... And I used to get teased because when you go to a big city, if you're from the country, you're walking around galling. You look at all those big buildings and you say, man, look at those structures. How did they build that? It's because an architect is a person of influence. And to be a builder, you've got to influence her. And as I've got more and more into the book of Proverbs and studying about a wife or a mother, it's amazing how much influence and how a woman can build. And it says in Proverbs 31, 31, reward her for all she has done. Are built. Let her deeds or her building publicly declare her praise. And that's what a mother does is when she's building up her children and building up her marriage, that, that what she does, the children and the husband, we'll see in Proverbs 31, is a reflection of how the mother is working. And a lot of times, you know, a wife can think, you know, I'm just a housewife or a mother can think, you know, I'm just a mother. They take me for granted. But the truth is you're, you're a builder. You're better than any natural carpenter or architect because you're building lives. And and mothers have an emotional part of her to design parts of their children's lives and and, and imparting to their lives what they need. And it makes you so special. The word influence means the power or capacity of cause and effect in indirect ways. When I read that, boy, doesn't that sound like a mom? The The capacity, the power 
of cause and effect in a direct, indirect way. A mother just has a way of saying something, sometimes not straight to the point, but she goes about it in such a loving, caring way that she can say something that will cause an effect without having to say it uh, just brutally or, or in, in, a, in a harsh way. It also means that it's the power of persons to affect others, seeing only its effect and gaining its results. Word influence means an effect or change, there's our word change, produced by influence. It brings about a physical and a moral effect through a gradual process. How many of you know you're a daughter of the Most High God and these things are what God has equipped you and made you to be? And, you know, a lot of times moms or wives think they can do some changing and they could cause some things to happen if they just nag or manipulate or complain enough. But the truth is, is that it's not about nagging or complaining. It's about building. And that's what I want you to get a vision of today, because we're in a time of America where our children need to be built. Husbands need to be built, and that's part of your job, and you're going to see some areas of that. But it's changing a person by building and influencing. You know, for example, uh, how many of you ever heard about the five love languages? Well, I'll just let you know, a few of you have. You know, one of my uh, love languages is words of affirmation. Uh, you know, I don't like massages. I don't like to be touched uh, by, by my wife. Well, she can touch me, yeah, but I don't like massage and all that stuff. I'd never do that. I can't stand people to touch me. It, you know, well, I don't mind you hugging me. Let me say that. But anyway, let me get away from that. Hugging don't do it for me, but words do. I mean, words do. And like when you tell me, Pastor, that was an awesome message. You touched me. You blessed my life. Are you doing a good job? I mean, all those words mean a lot. But do you know, after we leave the service and after I had people tell me what a great job it was or how much they got out of it, you know, it all means so much to me. But I'm on my tiptoes to where I get in my car and I hear it from her. Because what she's going to tell me is what I'm really listening for. I appreciate everything else that I hear, and it builds me up and encourages me. But when I get in the car, you encourage me, she builds me. She builds me with those words, and it's the same thing that you do with your children and with your husband. You know, just building them up and encouraging them and, and, and telling them because your opinion means a whole lot. And, uh, you know, it's like I have an example here. That these words mean things for me. Proverbs 31.26 says, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. And, you know, it's just something about, you know, wanting that appreciation, uh, wanting people to, uh, you know, be built up. And, and there's just something about a mom. When I was in second grade, I started, it was the first year I played basketball. And I remember that uh, my mom showed up, and uh, she was sitting in the stands. And I would watch her while I was playing on the court, the little bit they let me play. I was so busy watching her, I wasn't watching what was going on the court. And I wasn't even worried about the coach. Somebody could have said, look at the coach. I wasn't worried about the coach. My mama was in the stands. And, you know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about my mom being in the stands. And the Lord said, son, your mama's still in the stands. And she's watching me. And she's cheering you on. And other people can put you down, can hurt you. Hey, Suzanne. Can hurt you, can humiliate, humiliate you, can say all kind of things. But those of us whose our mamas are in heaven in that ring of the founders of faith, that great cloud of witnesses, 
She's still in the stand and she's going, come on. You still keep playing. Don't quit. Keep going on. And that's the influence and that's the impact that a mother has. Amen? And it says she opens her mouth with wisdom. How many of you know, listen to this, do you know that the scientists say that there are the two strongest muscles according to size, the first strongest muscle according to size is the tongue. How many of you believe that? (laughs) The tongue is the strongest muscle according to size and weight. You know what the second strongest muscle in the body is? The uterus of a mother. Because that uterus just weighs a few ounces, but it can push out a 10, 13 pound baby. How many know that's a pretty strong rascal, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and the woman has both of them. But how many of you know? <laughs> but that... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> don't clap, Brother Joe. You're going to get in trouble. Don't clap. Don't clap. I'm going to get in trouble. I ain't getting words of affirmation on the way home today. Anybody want to give me a ride home? I need a ride home. (laughs) I'm in front of the church, Jake. But the reason... Oh, man, I've done blew it. Uh, The reason the tongue is so strong, the uterus gives you life, the tongue continues to feed you and build you up. And you have the power... To be a master architect. You have the power to build up and influence and encourage your children, your husband, and people around you. Because it says that the law of kindness. The law there is the Hebrew word Torah. Your tongue has the law of the Torah or the first five books that were written by Moses. And it wasn't... The, work, the, the, work, the Torah is not a book of thou shalt not. It's a book mostly about what you can become if you follow the guidelines laid down by God. A lot of people say, well, you know, I can't be a Christian because it restricts me from so many things. When you listen to the law of kindness and you listen to the word of wisdom, it's not restrictions, it's life. It's not restrictions, it's the way to blessings. And that's what's on the mouth of the mother. And it talks about just being able to build up. You know, uh, I, I, I like a bunch of men, you know, I asked my wife, I said, baby, you know, how, how does this shirt look? How does this look? And, you know, there's, there's just something, you know, and she goes, wow, you look good in it and you look good without it. There's just something, now, you know, she can, she can just say, oh, baby, you look desirable. Or she can say stuff like that, you know, and, man, I just, I just make sure, you know, she says stuff like that, just makes you want to start singing. I want to be your hero, baby. I want to kiss away the pain. I want to stay with you forever. Anyway, you may not know that song. It's translated from Spanish to English, but it's sung in English. Anyway, how many of you know just a little bit of word will just build you up? You know, honey, would you unscrew that for me? Whoa, look at those back muscles. And you know, I ask young wives when we have counseling, I'll ask wives, I say, when was the last time you thanked your husband for working and providing for you and the children? When he comes in and he's dirty and he's tired and you know he's picking up that baby or helping with the bottle or whatever he's going to do. How many times do you say, I'm so proud of you. God has blessed me with a man who cares for, my, for our children and, and myself. How many times do you thank your husband? That's, 
the words of wisdom, and that's the law of kindness. How many of you know people say, well, you know, I met my mate. How do you know she's your mate? She completes me. You know, all the world says they complete you. You know what? There's only one who can complete you, and that's Jesus Christ. The wife compliments you. And what the word of wisdom and the law of kindness on her lips speaks about is that when she talks in and she joins in the conversation, if you come on Sunday night and Wednesday nights, many times you'll, many people have things to say. But my wife usually has something to say afterwards. And if you'll notice, I flow more with her than I flow with other people. Because we've got to continue to flow at home. And what she has to say just so much compliments. Everybody compliments. But she so compliments because when she stands up, she doesn't try to belittle what I'm saying. She doesn't take away and go on another subject or talk about another person. She compliments and just adds to what I'm already saying. And that's how God wanted designed marriages and designed families for. So that husband and wife, it says we are heirs together. It talks about a strong uh, anointing of influence on, on our children to where if we would speak and flow the same thing. If she said something and dad, if your wife says something to the children and then you come home and you tear it all down. Then a house divided against itself cannot stand. We need to learn from our wives and we need to listen to how they speak to our children and, and they hear from us so that we can give them both sides, both the love of a father and the love of a mother and build up our family instead of tearing them down. If you look with me in Hebrews, I mean, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 31. I want to show you something here in Proverbs chapter 31. Verse 26. Proverbs 31 verse 26. You know, the word says train up a child. It also means build up a child. And you know, there are some people here who say, and I mean, you may be here, but there may be some people you hear say, well, you know, I just can't encourage and love my children because my mother didn't do it to me. My mother didn't train me to speak that way to my children. Well, let me ask, for example, if you're a nurse here today, uh, Lauren, you're, you're a nurse. Was your mother a nurse? Did that stop you from becoming a nurse? No, it didn't. So if her mother wasn't a nurse and it didn't stop her from becoming a nurse, then if your mother wasn't kind and sweet and knew how to brag on you, that doesn't stop you from starting a new lineage. Oh, come on, church. Well, you know, my parents weren't that way with me. Well, what's stopping you? Was your dad a mechanic? No. Did you learn mechanic? Yeah. Well, him not being a mechanic didn't stop you from becoming a mechanic. So just because they didn't do a certain thing with you doesn't mean you can't build yourself to build your children up in the areas you feel like you may be weak in. Come on, church. Amen. And listen, do you know that 56% of men cheat on their wives? And you know just a few years ago it was 20 to 30% of the wives cheated on their husbands. But do you know today that there is just as many wives cheating, if not more women cheating on their husbands than men cheating on their wives? Things have changed and a lot of it is. is everybody's gotten busy in jobs and so forth and so on. But you know what? When your wife tells you, you're still my man. You still got it. You're still the only one I want. You're still desirable. You're still great. Then he won't need to. If you build your husband up... He won't be tempted to be built up by another woman. 
Proverbs says there's a woman with loose lips, thinks husband. And if you husbands know how to speak your wife and build her up, then, then the other men won't tempt your, hus- your wives. If you, tell, if you tell your husband, I just can't stand you, and he goes to work and another woman says, boy, I just can't get enough of you. Hmm? Building up. So, you know, we've got to think of these things because we've got to build up our husbands. We've got to build up our children. Because, but mothers, you know why you got to learn to build up your children? Because one day they're going to be building up their children. Boy, my kids are doing a horrible job raising my grandkids. Then what type of job did you do building them? Because my dad taught me the greatest gift I could give my kids is hugging my wife in front of my boys, kissing on my wife in front of my boys, loving on my wife in front of my boys. You know what type of world we live in today? My wife and I, she said, you know, babe, I want some Chinese fruit Monday. And I was home. We were, I was off Monday. And so she says, let's go out and eat. So we went out and ate. And I didn't pay attention to anything, but we're sitting there eating and everything. And this lady came up to me and this elderly lady was sitting with her grown daughter and then the daughter got up and left and told us goodbye then the mother came by and she stopped at our table and she said my wife my, my daughter and i are talking are y'all married i said oh uh, yes ma'am she says because i bet my wife i bet my daughter that y'all weren't married because y'all walked in here and you had your arm around her then y'all sat down and y'all grabbed hands from across the table and y'all were just laughing and smiling and talking holding hands from across the table and i said they can't be married I mean, you swear we're lovers meeting at a, a, a Chinese restaurant, you know. <laughs> Pass me the soy sauce. And that's bad when the world says you can't be married because after 20, next month makes 26 years, you still act like you did when you were 16 and 17. That's a shame. That's the type of world we came in. I bet they're not married. Because if you were married, you wouldn't want to touch her, wouldn't want to look at her, and you go, just get what you want, you pig. You old cow. Hurry up, you fat, gutted man. Just hurry up and order your food. It's easy to tell the married people. But it's not always the right image that we need to be giving. Because we need to be building each other up. Amen. I got a few amens there. Hebrews chapter 31, verse 26. Yeah, that. Proverbs. Thank you. Proverbs 31, verse 26. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She adds wisdom with love. She builds and doesn't tear her down. She compliments and adds to the life. She's a co-laborer with Jesus. Now look at verses uh, 23. I'm going to read a few scriptures. We're going to jump around a little bit here. In verse 23. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. Jump up to verse 21. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Jump to verse 27. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. 
How many of you know that uh, it says there that her husband and children reflects on how well she's building? The husband and children reflects on how well she's building. Let me give an example, and I'm not talking about nobody here. But you know that when you pick up a child, and you can tell that child, and you put them on your lap, and it goes through the diapers on your lap. You know, a little gift there goes through the diaper onto your lap. And you look, and you can tell that baby hasn't been changed in hours. And you hear things that this baby's got such a horrible rash. It looks like the diaper hasn't been changed. And the signs are here and there. And you hear these things from the nursery. That speaks something about the mother. Well, don't bother me now. Well, you know, I'll just let them clean the baby. You know, we've got an hour till we get to church. Got an hour till I can get you in the nursery. I'll just, let the, I'll just let the nursery workers change the baby. And all the time that baby's getting redder and redder and redder. That's not building, that's tearing down. Now, I may be making a few mad this morning, but it's the truth of the situation. God has lent you that child. And God wants you to build that child up and take care of that child. And you never get blessed being lazy. You be blessed by taking on responsibility. And the mother's job, as well as the dad's job, is to take care of that baby. And that baby and that daddy is going to represent how well a job somebody's building. That baby's dirty and looks like he's been wearing the same clothes for two days. When it comes to church, somebody's not building. And that doesn't reflect that the baby's dirty, it reflects that the mama's dirty. You may say, I'm not used to that being preached from the pulpit, but it needs to be said. And I know everyone has a busy life, and I know it's busy, but when you hear that there are blisters on that little precious baby's body, because somebody doesn't want to change that baby, there's something wrong. You go four days without changing and cleaning. It's not going to be pretty. Nobody's going to want to be around you either. So there's the way we build. And a wise mother builds or tears down with her hands. And I want to talk to you. I'll, I'll end. And I know you're saying glory to God. I hope he ends. And I'll, I'll end with this last part here about, listen, as I talk to you, because everything that a mother and a wife does reflects in the husband and the, and the children. For example, it says that a wife is a crown to her husband. The crown is what makes a man known as a king and different from other men. And people say, well, you know, a wife is the neck of the husband and the wife is the dis of the husband. The crown means the soul. That if the wife is a builder, she's going to own the soul of her husband. If the wife is a builder, she's going to own the soul of her children. And as we build, it's amazing how much more influence we get into their life. And so as I was thinking about influence, I got my wife's uh, lady Bible out, and I started looking at some examples, and I started thinking, you know, Eve influenced Adam to take the apple. Now, the Bible says it was Adam's fault, but the truth is, Eve deceived, Eve influenced and built up Adam. Here, go ahead and take it. Isn't that true? Why did Eve, when Eve influenced the wrong way, what did she do? She built the curse. Take Sarah and Abraham. 
Sarah says, you need children, you need heirs? Take my servant. Abraham didn't argue. He didn't say, God told me that you were going to be the mother of my children. Abraham got that servant, went in the tent, and guess what? Built the Muslims through Ishmael. Think of how Rebecca wanted Jacob to be the heir. And she influenced her son to trick their daddy out of the inheritance. Think of how Miriam influenced Pharaoh's daughter and built a deliverer. Think of how Delilah influenced Samson and built death. Think of how Noemi influenced Ruth and Ruth ended up influencing Boaz. And because of Boaz and Ruth, David was born. King David was born. Esther influenced the king and built salvation. Abigail influenced David and David didn't kill her husband. Bathsheba influenced Solomon. Mary influenced Jesus. They were without wine and Mary says, why don't you go ahead and do, do a miracle? Jesus says, it's not my time yet. Woman, leave me alone. She looked at the servant and says, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. And a mother influenced Jesus to do his first miracle. Darkus was influential in giving, sowing, and mending. Lydia was known as a businesswoman. She was influential in the area of business. Lois and Eunice, the mother and the grandmother of Timothy, influenced their son. Priscilla was a total 30... Proverbs 31 woman, she was honored and loved the daughter so much it said that she gave honor to those and she was honored. Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a true wife, a true wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm going to finish with this last point. It's noon. I, I know you've got to go. But in, uh, Proverbs 31 verse 31, it talks about that the, her husband uh, let's, let's look at that. Proverbs 31, verse 31. It says, Give her reward, for she has earned, and let her works praise her in the city gate. Verse 31 is the Hebrew word signature. And what it means there is the Hebrew word in the alphabet that means signature. What it means there is that the wife has built her husband up to such a point that she has left her signature in his heart. And she has built her children up to such a point that she has left her signature on their heart and on their soul. And wherever they go, whatever they do, that signature is saying, Mama's going to know. Mama's, Mama's praying for you. Mama's not letting you go. Wherever they go, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, but we have the signature of our wife and, our, and, our, and the mother. And you know what causes that signature to grow is verse 30. Believe it or not, verse 30 is the Hebrew word for teeth. And the drawing, the Hebrew letter is the teeth. And you wonder, what does that mean? In verse 30 there, it talks about her teeth. That whatever husbands tell their wives and whatever children tell their mothers, she's going to chew on it for a while. And it talks there in verse 30 that her outward beauty will go away over time, but her inner beauty will get enhanced. If you want to keep the love life going and you want to stay in love with your mate throughout the 30, 40, 50, 60 years, it talks about always speaking words to her that will make her chew on those words 
all day. When you live in the morning, leave in the morning, if you want to be rewarded when you get home at night, give her something good to chew on all day. And as she's chewed on those kind words you spoke to her, she's going to be ready to reward you when you get home. When you speak to those children, they're going to be chewing on what you're saying. You're the best. You're going to make it. You're awesome. Oh, but I'm failing. No, you're not failing. You're, you're learning. You're going to make it. And as you just encourage them, it, that word there means they're chewing on it. And they're chewing on it. A lot of husbands leave and they don't tell their wife anything. A lot of husbands leave their wife chewing on something bad and something evil. And they chew, they're chew. they going to chew on whatever you give them to eat. I mean, you know, they like to eat. You know. you go, you're, going to, you're going to give them something to chew on all day. And when you come home, if they're cranky, just pay attention. What did you say before you leave? Well, I guess you ain't going to do nothing today either. Look at this house. Are you going to clean it today? And you just give them that to chew on. Guess what? They ain't going to clean the house while you're gone. But you say, all right, God is blessed with such a wonderful wife. You just sow those words and let her chew on it. And listen to me. Her beauty says in Proverbs 31:30, her beauty, her real beauty, starts from on the inside and works its way out. I believe that's how Sarah got pregnant. I believe for 25 years, Abraham gave her faith food to chew on, loving food to chew on. And because she became beauty on the inside, inside, her faith grew, her beauty grew, grew her youthfulness came back, the frown disappeared, the sorrow disappeared, she became beautiful on the inside. And it went out to the outside, and she was 90 years old, and the king wanted her as a wife. I wonder why. I think Abraham was speaking some pretty good stuff to her. Amen, church. That's what that verse says. What are you giving them to chew on? What are, you, what are we giving our children to chew on? You're a loser all day long. They're going to chew on that. I'm a loser. Oh, you're just like your daddy. And most boys say, I don't want to be like my daddy. So they're chewing all that. You're just like your mother. Isn't this making sense? You know, I know I could have preached a great song on, you know, on my, a great message on how sweet mamas and wonderful, and I'm touching that. But I want, to touch the, I want the rubber to touch the road. Because we've got to do our job if we want the honor. Because we can honor ourselves and we can other people honor us. But mothers, you know, there's nobody who can honor you like your children and your husband. And that's because we need areas of changes. So I want the husbands and I want the mothers and I want the children to think on these things. What, I get, what have I given my children to chew on lately? What have I, words of affirmation have I given them? What have I been encouraging my wife about? What have I been telling her? Because being a man married for 26 years, I can say you sure can get a lot more speaking the right way than speaking the wrong way. What did I leave her chewing on during the day? Because her inner beauty will grow in outward beauty. Amen? Hallelujah. Did you get something out of this this morning? I'm going to go ahead and stop there. I didn't even get to the main subjects, but that's okay. You got something, didn't you? I had a good time. Hallelujah. But don't forget, good marriages are built. Good husbands are built. 
Good mothers are built. Good children are built. So please don't forget that. What am I doing to invest into those lives? Let's go ahead and stand up. Please. Heavenly Father,